On today's Question of Faith, what's the difference between a cathedral, a basilica, and a shrine? Everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, Vicar for Evangelization. And I am Christina Harrison, Administrative Assistant in the Office of Clergy and Religious. Ooh, Office of Clergy and Religious. Straighten up and fly right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Christina, what, what exactly do you do here? I, I know a shorter question is probably what yeah, what don't you do here? Yeah, so, um, so basically I am the Administrative Assistant for... Um, Father Dan Schlegel, who's the vicar for clergy and religious, and soon to be uh, Father Joe Mamich, who will be the vicar for clergy. Less um, than a month. And starting in November. Um, I, I tell both of them my job is to make you look good, yeah. more or less. Um, but our office uh, does a lot of stuff. We basically serve those who serve in our diocese. So um, nice. the priests, the deacons, and and the religious, and we, I mean, we do a number of things. I'll tell you uh, how most priests would know her is that if you are going to serve outside the diocese, you need a letter of suitability to mm-hmm. do so. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I'll be doing a wedding soon outside the diocese, and I have to request a letter of suitability from the vicar for clergy. He writes that to the bishop of the other, the next diocese Correct. or the other vicar of clergy, and yes. then they know I'm coming, and then they give you permission, and all that happens. So that, that's probably the most common experience that at least the brother priests have of you. Probably, and deacons. And deacons. And then if you're away studying, which I was uh, for three years in mm-hmm. Rome, my contact person with my, my budget was Christina Harrison. So I was <laughs> yes. like, ciao, Christina. Yep. Uh, buongiorno. Yep. And I would email you at... Uh, whatever, six in the morning, which was <laughs> noon when I got done with my writing. Yep. So, yeah, I had sending emails at all weird times of the day. Yeah, we also yeah. help with, um, like, the diocesan jubilees oh, yeah. uh, yes. for the priests right. and the deacons celebrating significant jubilees, the religious jubilee. We help with ordinations and uh, day of sanctification. So, yeah, yeah there's lots of stuff that... Um, all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the clergy personnel board meets with people all the time you yep. know, to talk about assignments. So I've got my meeting coming up for my possible ordination oh. uh, coming up in May. So Christina did send me a whole big questionnaire. Yep. Is it on a Monday? Uh, it is, Monday. actually. Yeah. <laughs> What a surprise. We used to call the personnel board the personality board. Because ah. a lot of what they have to do is figure out priest's personalities yeah. and deacon's personalities and try to find good fits. Try to find good fits, yeah. yeah. That's it. So it was all kinds of questions I had to answer and then uh, send back to her. And, and, and I'm going to pat myself on the back just slightly, Christine. She's never gotten one back so fast, just was, the one oh. she got back from me. I was going to say, I, I think I sent the email at like 9 in the morning, and you emailed me back at like 11. And I was like, are, are you serious? Like some some other deacon candidates take, you know, three, four weeks to get it back to me. Now, now just, to, just to be really upfront about this, one, it was a day where – I just, you know, I had a free period, basically. I said, I said, oh, this isn't, I, I could do this right now. But honestly, if I didn't do it right now, then I'd forget to do it. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, and then you'd be bugging me to do it. I was going to say, there's, you know, a couple of people I have to nudge, so. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, you, you wrote in this question mm-hmm. today, you know, what's the difference between a cathedral, basilica, and a shrine? And um, so what was in what was in your mind when you, why, you know, why had this come to your, to your head and say, well, you know, I think I'll ask these guys about yeah, this. Yeah, so... Um, when I was in parish ministry, I um, 
was doing RCIA, and uh, this question usually came up around Lent mm. for the right of election. We would, you know, tell our candidates and catechumens, hey, we're going downtown to the cathedral, and, um, you know, we're, we're going to do this service called the right of election, and, you, you know, catechumens become elect, and da-da-da-da, you get to meet the bishop, it's a big ordeal, and everyone would be like, well, what's a cathedral? And um, so we had to explain what a cathedral was. And then as we were doing that, someone, you know, would ask, oh, what's a basilica or what's a what's a shrine? And so, um, you know, even my dad, who, you know, is 67 years old, he really doesn't even like he knows that these places are set apart from just your, um, you know, regular home parish. But um, I mean, there's there's differences between the three. So I thought, oh, you know. We have a cathedral, and we have a couple of shrines in the diocese, mm-hmm. so. Philosophy is sometimes known as the art of making helpful distinctions. So we'll ask Mr. Mike Hayes mm-hmm. to make distinctions. So what, <laughs> what do you have? Uh, you, you actually wrote on I, this I before. actually, believe it or not, we, I actually Googled this to say, well, let me make sure. I think I know what the answer to this, but let me make sure. So let me do the research. So I, I Google it, and it, an article comes up. What's the difference between a cathedral and a basilica? By me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I wrote from us today. Um, so like a cathedral is a home church for the bishop. Mm-hmm. You know, essentially that's, that's what the bishop's chair is, the cathedra, and uh, represents the seat of authority in the diocese. That's a cathedral. Mm-hmm. So wherever the cathedral is, that's where the bishop is essentially, right? And and only the bishop sits in Correct. the cathedra. Correct. So if I celebrate Mass, which I do regularly in the cathedral, I sit in another chair, not in his chair. It's the bishop's chair. That's right. And usually the, you can call it the cathedra, cathedra? cathedra. cathedra has his coat of arms Correct. that designates, you know, that's his chair. That's his chair. Don't sit there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, a basilica, on the other hand, is just an important church building that's designated by the Pope because it carries some kind of special historical or architectural or spiritual significance to it. You know, and you usually see like the little um, umberlino in in a basilica. They mm-hmm. have the right to if they're named a basilica, they have the, they can have the little umber, umberlino in there. I am by no means an expert in Greek. I only took one year of Greek in mm-hmm. college, but I remember basilius means the king, and mm-hmm. ah. uh, so that's the the root of the word basilica. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. It's wild, weird stuff. And so basically, so then we have a cathedral and a basilica. So basilica, just an important building. Cathedral is where the bishop is, uh-huh. the seat of the diocese, essentially, right? Now, a shrine, I didn't write about that, by the way. I had to actually look this up. So a shrine is essentially often like a place where it's there for some purpose. It's named a shrine for some purpose because there's usually a relic of a saint in that, in that church, or it has some other kind of special significance, and it's usually dedicated to a saint in particular. So we, we have a couple of shrines in the diocese, right? Uh, the Lord's Shrine. Yeah, Our Lady I'm of Lords. They're almost every Thursday morning for 7 a.m. Mass. Yeah, and uh, they yeah. have a, a bunch of tourists come through uh, for a Sunday Mass, especially during the warmer months, because they have a 9, 9.30 Mass Nine, Yeah, outdoors. Outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. And a shrine also might be associated with like a particular, like an apparition happened mm-hmm. here or something mm-hmm. like that, or some other kind of historical event may have happened on this spot. Now, let's go back to the basilica, because yeah. don't, don't you need like special permission? You, you ask for this 
church to be recognized, and then it gets a formal recognition or something like this? Because the, the, I'm trying to think, the Basilica in D.C. is one. Uh, isn't the Basilica at Notre Dame? Yes, that's a basilica, that is correct. Right? Yeah, right? yeah, Basilica of I was the there Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the highest permanent designation for a church building. And so, you know, once a church is named a basilica, it can't lose its basilica status. I may or may not have heard a story about a particular diocese where the pastor got the parish named a basilica so it couldn't be closed. (laughs) 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 So that was pretty creative on his part. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, once I dedicate it, that's it. Now it's -hmm. it's there for all time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that was crafty on the part of the proud uh, pastor. But... Um, but I, we don't have a basilica in the Diocese of Cleveland. No. Correct. Correct. We are the only diocese in Ohio Ohio that doesn't have a basilica. Oh. And you visited them all, right? Yeah, so. I did. So my uh, my friend Becca and I, back uh, October of 2020, we decided to take a road trip to visit all of the cathedrals and basilicas in in Ohio. And uh, so we started in Toledo, went to Columbus, Cincinnati. Steubenville and ended up in Youngstown. So there's one basilica that was named in June of 2022 that we did not hit, ah. um, but we we will visit it soon. Um, but we we visited yeah all of the all of the cathedrals and basilicas, all of the Roman Catholic. Nice. Did you have a favorite? Oh gosh, <laughs> knew <laughs> you're going to ask me that. Um, probably the uh, the cathedral in Toledo. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been there. there. Oh my gosh, that place is just enormous. It's two football fields long. Wow. And in comparison, our cathedral is only one football field long. Mm. Um, But I I loved the the grandeur of that cathedral. I also loved the the intricate detail that um, was placed on like the wood carvings and Mm. the... um, what do you call it, uh, the confessionals and, I mean, stained glass windows. I mean, that place is just, you walk in and you just know that, you know, God is present mm. in this space. Nice. So, we'll have to do that. We'll have to, we'll have to get in the car and, and, and do all the cathedrals and basilicas one day. Yeah. One, one week. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we did it in three days. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so we, like I said, we started in Toledo. We went to Rosary Cathedral, as it's called, and then we went down to uh, the Basilica National Shrine of Our Lady of Consolation, which I know a number of people do pilgrimages there, um, and that place is, is awesome. Uh, if you go downstairs, there's a huge reliquary of mm. first-class relics, so my friend and I were just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing, uh, and then we went to Columbus, St. Joseph's Cathedral, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, it's it's a nice cathedral. Yeah. It's in downtown Columbus, similar to Cleveland here. And then what sparked the whole road trip was the Cathedral of St. Peter in Chains in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati had just become, or had just been named a basilica uh. in June of 2020. So we were like, oh, let's, hmm. you know, let's go down there. And that that cathedral basilica is, is very different. There's a lot of red and brown and um, it... it doesn't look like your typical cathedral on the inside on the outside it does mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I would say if you want a, a unique church go to mm. the cathedral basilica of saint peter in chains now you said cathedral basilica so church can be a cathedral and a basilica correct yes and actually also a shrine and a it, shrine, could, it yeah. could be all three of those mm-hmm. things or it could be two so i lived in dc for a couple of years and 
The National Basilica of the Shrine of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, I think is the Correct, name. Correct, yes. So yeah. it's a it's a shrine and a basilica, but the uh-huh. cathedral is St. Matthew's. Right. And I had to learn that, and uh, I figured it out, but it took a little while to get that going. And then there's a place called, what is it called? It's the Franciscan Zone. It's a monastery, the Franciscan Monastery, but I think that's a shrine. Um as well, so there might be a couple. There might be a couple little shrines in D.C., but the big one is the 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 shrine of the Immaculate Conception, which is also a basilica. And I think is it true that if a pope visits a church, it automatically gets one of those designations? It, us- it wouldn't surprise me. Does. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't surprise it me. Usually does because John Paul, Benedict, and Pope Francis all visited that place, mm-hmm. and I was there for two of those visits. In fact, oh nice. Yeah, not John Paul because I was only three. In 1979, but uh, when Benedict came, when I was a student there in 08, and then I went for um, Unipero Serra's uh, canonization mass, maybe 2013, 2014. Oh, nice. so. And I know the, the one in Baltimore is a cathedral, basilica, and a shrine. It's, it's the isn't it the oldest in the yes, in the also the, the, yeah. fir- the first Catholic cathedral in the United States. So it's the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Baltimore. That's a mouthful. I was just about to say that is really a mouthful. But it's also the co-cathedral of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Christina, where do you go to church, speaking of of churches? Churches. So uh, my husband and I are members of St. Charles Borromeo in Parma. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of like a shrine. I mean, it really (laughs) is. Truly. Uh, but we recently moved to Strongsville, and oh. so when we don't go to St. Charles, we uh, just go down the road to St. John Newman. Oh, very on nice. Pearl road. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. What do you like about there? Um, it's it's a little more. I, I feel like St. Charles is. I mean, it's huge. It's beautiful. But St. John Newman. Um, like the pews are a little bit closer together, so it feels a little bit more intimate. Um, they have a really active, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, life team program and uh, Knights of Columbus. They, I mean, they, I feel like they just are constantly doing just all sorts of stuff for uh, for teens and, and uh, children. So it's it's a nice it's a nice little little parish. I really like Father uh, Barry Gearing, who's the pastor there. Father Barry and I were in seminary together. Um, and he was formerly the pastor of St. Dalbert and Berea, and, and mm-hmm. he's done some renovations of the church uh, recently. And it's I, I was there for a talk maybe last month, but, um, yeah, it's sharp-looking. It's cozy. I it would say it's cozy, cozy because St. Charles is Romanesque. It's more traditional right. in its architecture. This is more modern, but, again, like we had talked last week, there's a there's a reverence, but it's also a, a, a little less formal. Um, so it's got a nice feel. And it is built in the round, although he did move the music to part of that round. But yeah, it's a nice it's a nice parish. And he's got a dog. What's his his dog's name is Newman, yes, right? Exactly. St. John Newman. Yeah. Big old black uh, uh, lab, right? Yeah, so when he's not celebrating mass, he's usually in the nave with Newman. So you walk in, hey, you know, and he's just it's just the most chill dog. Do you ever go to the Life Teen Mass there? They're, they're five, they're, is it a 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. Sunday? I have not, but I've heard that it's Their I mean, music it's is outstanding. Yeah, mm. it's really, and that, that band is, or what do we call it? We don't want to call them a band. The Praise. The Music Ministry oh. Group <laughs> has been together for some time, and they're, they're excellent. Yeah. Um, in fact, in our diocese, Father Dave Woost, Bishop's little brother, mm-hmm. when he was newly ordained, was assigned there. 
And they were the first or second parish in the diocese to bring life teen to the diocese. The other one was John Newman and or um, John Bosco in, in Parma Heights. Mm-hmm. I remember that, being in high school and hearing of this strange thing called life teen. So, yeah. Nice. Have so you been there, Mike? I have no? not. No, that's what's one I have. Not. I've been in Charles Borromeo, but I have not been to, to John Newman. So I'll, yeah. I'll have to take a trip out. Yeah, there's two parishes in Strongsville, St. Joe's on the northern mm-hmm. side and St. John's southern side, and they have a school called St. Joe's and John's. Oh, right, 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 mm-hmm. yes. And they're both on the same road. So yeah. if you, you know, are on 71 South and you get off at mm-hmm. Pearl, you'll drive down, you'll hit St. Joe's on the right, and then it's like two miles away, you'll hit St. John's on the left. And depending on what time of day you drive, you can get there in about three minutes or 30. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the traffic in Strongsville can be a nightmare. <laughs> that is true. Also true. <laughs> and so our readings for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, first readings from Isaiah. Um, This one speaks to me. Uh, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. Juicy rich food and pure choice wines. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anything strike you, Christine, about the readings? Um, I, you know, looking at uh, the second reading, Philippians, I just, I, I really love Philippians and what Paul writes. And I feel like, you know, I could have a bumper sticker that says I can do all things Mm. in Christ Mm. who strengthens me like that's just that's just a great motto to live by um but I mean just the whole reading you know at the end it says my God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus Mm. Um, just a reminder to trust in God and in his timing too And I'll take the gospel then, which builds (laughs) off the first reading, especially uh, where God provides on this holy mountain. So there's this wedding feast. People don't want to come, but then he sends his servants out into the streets, gather all those who he finds bad, good alike, and the hall is filled with guests. But then there's an issue, like everybody's having a good time, except somebody's not in a wedding garment. So what is this wedding garment and why do we have to have one? I think it's an important question. So stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. Leave you Exactly. <laughs> Leave you hanging there. So hopefully wherever you go, you'll get to know what the wedding garment is in your parish. And, and put we'll, one on. And put, one, put on. one on. Absolutely. And so we'll have this and a whole lot more. Uh, Christina, thanks for joining us, first oh, of all. Thanks for yeah. having Before me. I, I appreciate off. it. Yeah, it was always great. We'll have you back. Sounds good. And so we'll have this and a whole lot more next time on Question of Faith.